Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per auction are actually up on last year. Rates caught on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle and today it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. And thank you so much for joining us on Under the Hammer this week. I am Jane Neild and I am here with Stav, Company Director for O'Brien Real Estate. Every week, Stav and I jump in a studio. We've got a whole stack of guests uh, and we talk real estate in possibly one of the most unusual moments in history to be a real estate agent or indeed, Stav, to be looking for a home or perhaps to sell one. How are you? Oh, it's it's great. It, it, you're right. You, you're not uh, wrong at all. Look, we've had some really good discussions over the last few weeks and sometimes we don't stick to script, but we're very topical and we're very current and we're, you can't be more current than what we're going through today. So. Well, I've just seen the stats come from your email and mm. yes, up to date as much as we can, uh, recording this on Wednesday, the 26th of August, as Victoria deals with another week of stage four lockdown. Now we have a guest today, Anthony Molinaro from O'Brien Real Estate in Blackburn. I'll just disclose, I live in Mitcham, very interested in the Blackburn market, have been for quite a few years since I moved there. Love nothing more than to jump on realestate.com.au and just browse listings for fantasy homes I'll probably never be able to afford. Anthony, welcome to Under the Hammer. And how have you been coping for the last few months? Your world, I'm sure, like everyone's, turned upside down. But is there an upside for it for you guys at Blackburn? Thank you, first and foremost, Jane, for having me on the show, uh, along with Stab. Absolutely, there's always a positive in anything. And um, I'm looking forward to when we get out of um, this predicament that we're in. I'm a glass half full man, and I think that we're going to come out um, really, really strongly, the real estate market. Well, we are loving that attitude here because I definitely can tell that Stav is a glass half full guy as well. He's been talking about things over the last couple of weeks like the slingshot effect when we retract the market, it's going to bounce back. The appetite to transact was actually the theme of last week's episode. Stav, are you still standing by those kind of claims? We're going to see a bounce back and people are hungry. Yeah, look, there are. (laughs) And and I can actually see it across uh, the country that that's happening at the moment. But one thing I'm actually seeing this week, so we've talked about the slingshot, the appetite. At the moment, what I'm seeing is the clearing of the warehouse. Oh. So, yeah, there was 977 sales in Victoria for the week. Now, how does that happen? It's not new stock because at O'Brien Real Estate, we talked about this yesterday at the director's meeting, we have 300 properties ready to launch once we're out of stage four restrictions. But so what properties are we selling at the moment? Ooh. It's what we call, we've got the warehouse at the back. <laughs> The shelves are full. Beep, beep, boys, <laughs> and, and, bring it out. And that's the only stock we can clear. And the reason we're clearing it is because, unfortunately, people can't be left homeless. There is, uh, you can get a permit for, you know, for homelessness. So if someone sold their property and they're settling during the restriction four period, they have to buy a property. So at the moment, we're clearing the old stock. So that's the theme at the moment. Are you seeing that, Anthony? Most definitely, uh, Stav. And the, the appetite to purchase, just through phone calls and email inquiries, um, since lockdown has been phenomenal. So it's it's like they're ready to go. And, and we're taking inspections now from the 14th of September, anticipating that, um, you know, that we're back to uh, private inspections and so on. And, and these are requested um, by buyers, not necessarily us urging that on. So, yeah, there's certainly an appetite there, Sav. Yeah, we've called it buy banking. We discussed that yesterday. Um, mm. all, the, all the appointments that we're booking, we're calling it buy banking at the moment. So there, there's another little... Uh, mm. 
another little piece of dialogue that's come out of this COVID um, you know, environment. Clearing the warehouse and buyer banking. Anthony, how long have you been in the Blackburn area? And for people listening outside of Melbourne, we could probably typify as sort of the further out, a little bit further out of the city, eastern suburbs, pretty leafy, Blackburn Lake, beautiful, beautiful area, lots of sort of great natural attractions in the area. How do you sort of think of your particular zone? Look, I've, I've been, uh, I started real estate 20 odd years ago. Uh, unique, um, we're a family business. So we've been, my father's been doing it for 40 years in the Blackburn area for 30 years. Um, look, we're, we're very extremely lucky. Where we work is um, what we classify as potentially a hot spot in Melbourne. And the reason for that is it's just got amenities galore. And I know you touched on Blackburn Lake, which is um, obviously a, a huge draw card for the area, but you're looking at public transport and, and schools and um, and government spending and funding. And it's one of the, the areas in Melbourne that's pretty hotly contested. Yeah, and with great transport links as well. They did the uh, underpass. You'll hear a lot about that in Melbourne, you know, taking the train line off the main section of Blackburn, which used to sort of slice it in half. It's all gone underground, so it must be a lot easier to get around as well at the moment, Anthony. Well, most definitely. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, not that I'm going to plug it, but our office is right off that uh Right off that intersection. So that saved a good 15-odd minutes and, and we were fortunate <laughs> enough to build three levels there. So, um, it, it, look, it's a great spot and that's a very busy hub. But it's good to see, um, you know, quite a good bit of density happening around Blackburn and surrounds. Now, Anthony, um, we've actually set up the O'Brien Active while we're in Stage 4 to all keep connected um, actively. You're leading the way, and I see every day there is a route that you do around the Blackburn area, around where you live, and the other thing that I want you to talk about is what the parks, the walkways, um, all the flora, fauna that um, I see all the pictures. And also, can you talk to us about your TikToking in uh, the Blackburn area that you're Ooh. doing at the moment? So, yeah, he's leading the way at that at the moment. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. That's a stitch up for sure. I'll, I'll catch off the TikTok now. TikTok is for my children. They absolutely love it. So um, in this time, um, you know, anything to keep the... Um, the people happy. So that's my children and they come first along with my wife. So we always, you know, if we need to do it, we'll do it. And it gets the mood up and spirits up. So we definitely do that. Um, but in O'Brien Active, yeah, definitely. I don't know if I'm leading the way, but I think it's a great initiative by the group and it's to, to push each other and keep fit. And um, I'm sure Jane will understand this, but uh, the Mullum Mullum Creek Trail, where the um, East Link underpass is and so on, is the route that I run. And um, uh, touching on what Blackburn's like, that whole area through there, it's beautiful, it's leafy, they've got outstanding uh, tracks and, and um, yeah, it's definitely a highlight. And I must admit, it's busier now because I used to run it six months ago or further, even a couple of years ago, and um, obviously with um, people getting their hour of exercise a day, it's uh, a lot busier now with bikes and dogs and people walking and it's good to see. Yeah, it is incredible to see people just really making use of why they probably bought properties in those areas for a start, because out the back door, you can almost feel like you are in nature and in the Australian bush, which in lockdown, I think you can whack a couple hundred thousand dollars on anyone's property <laughs> if, if they've got beautiful, beautiful uh, landscapes like that around them. Have you had a highlight, Anthony, in the last uh, few months, a sales highlight, anything that sort of stands out where you've really helped someone sell or you found buyers find their dream home? So we've had a couple. Um, one would be an off-market sale in Whitehorse Road, Blackburn, and, and that is um, a development uh, design overlay. So that sold for $1.75 million without any marketing being done. And that was fantastic. Obviously, there's going to be some townhouses built there by the buyer. Um, but probably the one that really sticks true is just a, a family home in Nunawadding. 
Um, the reason that is, it, um, it was uh, we're representing the vendor who was in Perth at that time. It was empty, and they they took some guidance from us in regards to marketing, staged the home, did all the night photography, video, and so on. But uh, the people we sold it to, it's their first home. And sometimes like that, um, those moments in real estate, it's, it's, when you come to think about it, they're the highlights where you're changing people's lives and they're going to move in there. And they've already moved in now um, just before lockdown, which was fantastic. And um, and now they're going to, you know, their plans are to start a family. And, um, you know, you can't buy those moments. And, and there's something that, uh, you know, it make, makes you appreciate why you do what you do. We're going to get into the first home buyer's market and some maybe tips and advice for people in that situation. But it's so good to hear and especially love hearing that you were able to sort that out for vendors who were over on the other side of the country. So, Stav, let's get into some of the weekend results. This is under the hammer for Direct Connect, making moving easy for you. And if you are an agent interested in using Direct Connect, call them on 1300 665 to see how they can benefit you and your team. Stage four lockdown, week four. How did we go? What was the clearance rate like, Steph? Well, it was crazy. It was week 34 of the year. And yes, it was week four of, um, of stage four lockdown. So Victoria actually performed very strongly. We, we had um, 76% clearance rate across the state. Um, we had a total of 977 sales, and that's Victoria. But I want to talk about areas like New South Wales, Queensland and WA. They are flying at the moment. And the appetite to purchase in those areas is crazy. Now, a lot of our, um, a lot of people from Victoria have been, you know, we've seen signs and trends that they're moving closer to the Sunshine State, whether it's the northern coast of um, New South Wales, like from Coffs Harbour, Lennox Head. Um, we're seeing a lot of, you know, Byron Bay. You can't afford Byron Bay, so they're going a little bit in, into the hinterland. But we're seeing a huge move of um, not just buyers and vendors, but I'm seeing a lot of people in our industry. A lot of agents that I've grown up with and I've known for many years are actually moving up that way. Uh, towards that area. So Queensland's uh, done nearly 1,200 sales for the week, which is just phenomenal. 90% of that is actually Brisbane, Sunshine Coast and Gold Coast. Uh, you know, I've got to, I've got to premise that. Um, but look, this time last year, there was about 300 sales more in Victoria, but we didn't have the restrictions. At the moment, the only way that we can sell property is through all the photos that we did. So we had three days, an opportunity of three days to get photos, video. We can't physically go to a property. A buyer can't physically go to the property. We can't go there, certainly not together. So we're just using everything in our database, our photos, our videos, and a lot of our negotiating skills. So that's that's what it is at the moment. So it's been a really busy week this week. 5,203 sales for the nation. Mm, it's incredible. How did the online auctions go over the weekend? Yeah, look, uh, 76% clearance. That, Great. So all the auctions on the weekend were online. There was none that were, weren't online. So it was a 76% clearance rate, which is relatively strong because when you look at Queensland, they had a 44% clearance rate. Um, South Australia, 69%. WA, Northern Territory, 50%. So we're actually up there, really doing well at the moment. So that actually would sort of prove that what you guys are doing behind the scenes to do everything you can to cover mm. off what a buyer needs without physically being able to get into the property, people are trusting that. They're trusting that when they're bidding on a property, they're knowing what they're sort of getting and mm. they're willing to take, I guess, a little bit of a risk, but all that background work is paying off. Yeah, it is. And, and we had Pete from Victorian Statewide a couple of weeks ago here and he spoke about how a lot a lot of buyers are probably ringing in more, getting more clarification on things. So he's actually getting a lot more work at the moment because buyers can't physically see something, so they've got to go by the paperwork. They're scrutinising the photos. A lot of buyers are preferring real photos than actual edited photos that we get professionally done. 
I'm noticing the buyers like the iPhone photos or just your mobile phone photos. They oh, prefer those you know because why? it's real. <laughs> because you know how, like, I've bought a house in Ballarat that's tiny. The fisheye lens they must have used <laughs> on the front room, I literally could almost put my arms out and reach the side, and yet it looked like a penthouse in the yeah. photos. So, look, I love a great buyers, real estate shop, but... <laughs> yeah, buyers are preferring that at the moment, so it's really interesting. But, um, I, look, for those that don't know Anthony... Anthony's business is a family business. His father, Frank, and his mother, Lena, have been in the business for many years. He works alongside with his sister, who runs and is probably a spearhead for the O'Brien Group and the industry in the property management sector of the industry. So they're all family uh, affair down there, and they know they've got real estate in their blood. Uh, and that's why whenever I, I've got any questions, Anthony's one of my go-to guys on asking, you know, asking for advice or you know a take on something. So, Anthony, today we're going to ask you a few questions. Do you get many first home buyers in your area? Uh, it's a really good question, Steph. So we've got a really good mix in our area. Um, obviously, the last story I was explaining to Jane about the first home buyer in Nunawad in um, is, is a great uh, feel-good story. But to answer your question, yeah, we certainly get first home buyers. And, and the reason for that is, although some of it can come down to affordability, we've got a big mix of what's available, whether it be units, apartments, townhouses. And we're finding that generally the first home buyers in our area are looking at those particular properties first and foremost before eventually, you know, upgrading to a home. But um, to answer your question, most definitely first home buyers. And I don't think they're just in our area. I think especially the last 18 months, I, I know in your area, for example, um, there's there's plenty of first home buyers there now and the appetite for first home buyers. Um, and there's obviously there's a lot of benefits now for a first-time buyer, government incentivised benefits. And because of that, I think uh, they're taking advantage as they as they should. Do you get it? Do a lot of them get help from their parents? Because a lot of them that buy in that area, because I've noticed with Blackburn, people that buy in Blackburn, a third of your buyers actually come from your suburb. The other third come from surrounding suburbs. So you do get two thirds of your buyers come from those surrounding suburbs. It's funny you mentioned that. We call it the bank of mum and dad. Um, <laughs> and, and There's a headline for you, Jane. That'll be like the business of mum and dad, hopefully. But um, no, it, it's – and look, there's a couple of reasons for that, Stav. It's definitely true. Um, the main reason is they've grown up in that area and ideally they don't want to move from it. And second of all um, – and this might sound a little bit corny, but the parents want their kids close to them. So if they can help them by keeping them in, in a – a closer area to them, even if it's only a suburb or two away. So, for example, um, in Mitcham, um, and then looking at buying in Forest Hill or another Wadding for a first time, it's perfect. I mean, if you can stay in Mitcham or Vermont or surrounding, um, fantastic. And same with Blackburn, uh, Blackburn North or Blackburn South. Some, if they're lucky enough, Box Hill North and Box Hill South. But uh, most definitely, um, yeah, the bank of mum and dad helps. And you know what? Um, I'll, I'll put it out there. My parents helped me buy my first home um, as well. And um uh, it's it's probably um, the, the best investment I've ever made. And I know that they, they knew that before they jumped in at having the experience being in real estate. But, um, you know, it, it sounds like a lot of money at the time. And when you reflect on it, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. I can actually attest to the fact that I spent probably five years with my child at Blackburn Lake at an incredible playground there, which is probably no doubt shut at the moment. But the number of grandparents I would chat to in the park who were just so grateful that their kids had been able to get into the local area. Mm. So they can do childcare once or twice a week. Like, they just absolutely love it. But it would possibly um, be worth thinking about the fact that a lot of mum and dads might be living on a very large asset because you get blocks there that are, have got plenty of room to 
to maybe to, to build or develop even whilst keeping an existing family home. So helping, you know, the, the next generation of first home buyers get into the market when 10, 20 years down the track, you know, family life will change and perhaps there will be a movement of that primary family uh, home. Do you sort of see that potentially happening, Anthony? Most definitely. So obviously, um, for the example you just mentioned, it's happening quite often in terms of equity. They're using the equity because they've got a lot of capital growth year in, year out in the city of Whitehorse and surrounds. And, um, it, it, you know, a lot of people don't understand it's not physical cash that they have to lend their um, their first home buyer um, children. It's, it's just using the equity that they've got already because of the capital growth that they've had in their property. And um, and uh, that's certainly helping. Um, in fact, um, it's becoming a bit better known now because of um, all the news and in the area of City of Whitehorse, how much capital growth is happening in different suburbs there. I don't think we've had a downturn in it um, other than the last quarter for, geez, you're going to put me on the spot here, but I'd say nearly seven to 10 years. Um, and that would be pretty much the last little thing we had, which is a global financial crisis. Other than that, um, it's just year-on-year capital growth. Well, well, that's mainly attributed to with your freeway system um, that you've got into your, your, into the city, into the airport, uh, your schools, your parks, uh, yeah. your, your sporting facilities. You've got fantastic sporting facilities there. Um, but I think that's what, what it's attributed to. Uh, mainly, uh, and and your public transport, as you, as you just mentioned. So. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of the government schools are in the top 10 in that area. You've got now East Link, which connects you to the Peninsula Link, so you're down the beautiful beaches in Mornington in under an hour. Um, a lot of the shopping centres, so Blackburn North is just getting one underway. East Land's just finished. Doncaster shopping town not too long ago, which is not far away. Box Hill Centro. So all the infrastructure and, and, and um, spend... Um, on the area is helping that. And, and like you said, the amenities, even parklands, the schools, um, they're fantastic. Public transport's absolutely second to none um, now. Like even Heatherdale train station's gone underground. So all these all these um, things, they, they tick all the right boxes. Can we briefly discuss uh, the city of Whitehorse and the effect that the international border closures have had? So you mentioned Box Hill North there a little while ago and people all around, I'm sure, Australia and the world would know Box Hill has been over the last decade or so a huge hotspot for development, international investors. Can you give us Mm -hmm. a bit of an idea of how that has changed under COVID and and where that might be heading? Yeah, so... Uh, in my opinion, the demographic of Box Hill, Box Hill North, South surrounds um, is quite, uh, uh, well, it's quite well known. It'd be a lot demographic in regards to the Chinese demographic in that area. Um, it is a, a hot spot for development, uh, certainly for multiple townhouses. There's uh, huge um, high rises there. Sky One's just finished getting built and um, there's two twin towers as well and quite a few in the pipeline at planning. Um, now, obviously, it is quite difficult with COVID and even restrictions on overseas buying. But um, what we're finding is quite a few, um, you know, for not just necessarily China, but Singapore, Malaysia, and now um, expats, especially from Hong Kong, are starting to want to come back home because the economy is a bit more stable here, um, a bit more of a brighter future. And they're understanding that that's the appetite that they probably want in the long term, not necessarily today or tomorrow, but maybe in the next three to five years. And and people are, and I reckon it's fantastic, they're starting to plan the future for the next 5, 10, 20 years or think about it. And when you think about that, you, you think about where you want to live and where you want to be. And um, look, Box Hill, 13 kilometres, I think it is, to the CBD. And you've got the tram there as well. So not just the train. So there's multiple ways and the Eastern Freeway. So um, the appetite there is definitely uh, still transactional. 
Um, it might be a little bit slower. Um, however, um, it hasn't stopped. I can tell you now, it hasn't stopped the planning applications in at the city of Whitehorse because um, they're well, still you've frequently flowing in. You've got the hospitals as well, Anthony. Hospital. You've got the yeah. universities um, and all. Yeah. yeah all TAFE. Hospital TAFE. TAFE. Yeah. Yep. And and the hospitals just had a massive upgrade there on Nelson Road as well. Um, so and and beautiful parks. Box Hill Gardens phenomenal. The golf course. There's. Yeah, the amenities around Box Hill is has always been a driving force. And and look, the multicultural of the area is, um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't live in that area that go there, you know, when they were able to for a meal or um, to meet people or have a good night. It's not necessarily you have to live there to enjoy it. Um, you know, a lot of uh, Asian supermarkets are, are there as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a great area, great spot. You're listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Of course, you can call Direct Connect to make moving easy for you. If you're an agent interested in using Direct Connect, call 1300 664 715. We're going to get some tips and a bit of an outline of some of the options available for first home buyers in just a moment. Uh, but Anthony, who has joined us from the O'Brien's agency in Blackburn. Anthony, you've used Direct Connect in the past. Do you want to just uh, tell us why it takes a load off of you as an agent? We use it in the current as well, let me tell you, Jane. <laughs> they're fantastic. So they're, they're pretty much our one-stop shop for all connections for our clients. Um, it makes it super simple with one phone call or a document being filled out instead of having to ring all your utility companies. Better yet, for us, we find that they get the best rates for our client, which is uh, a reflection to our business. So um, we haven't had a bad um, a bad word from them, um, any of our clients in regards to it. In fact, a couple of them have given us good reviews about it. So um, it's fantastic. Oh, we like to hear that if you want to know more about Direct Connect. You can also listen back to last week's episode of Under the Hammer. Helen Vasilio was our guest from Direct Connect. All right, first home buyers. Give us an outline of what are some of the options available for first home buyers. If people are listening to this and thinking, I want to be that couple that Anthony spoke about that finally got into the market. Anthony, what are the options? So there's quite a few now, um, and it's it's absolutely fantastic for it to be available. Um, the biggest one is the loan deposit scheme. So, you know, sometimes you don't need to use the bank of mum and dad now, but um, it's where first-time purchases now require only 5% rather than the normal... 10% that you would want, but you know, 20% more importantly to avoid mortgage insurance. So you still only need 5% and it could save you at least 10,000 we find in um, premiums per, per year. Now there is obviously some uh, terms and conditions, uh, obviously the price cap being at 600,000 for metropolitan homes, along with thresholds of only 125,000 for singles and 200,000 for couples. But that's, that's pretty reasonable when you're looking at buying a property for 600,000 or less. Um, however, the, the the grants are strictly limited. So a lot of people think, oh, we can do it whenever we want, but you have to make them through specific nominated banks. They're not just available to everyone. Still do the homework on it, but um, it's good to have something like that available. First homeowner grants. Uh, I was lucky, lucky when I bought my first little property that, you know, the government were sort of adding in extras and matching things. Where does that first homeowner grant stand at the moment, Anthony? Okay, so the $10,000 first home owner grant is still on the table if you buy or build your new home. Now, what you have to note is if you're purchasing a home, it cannot be older than five years and must be the first time the home has been offered for sale. So there's a little bit of people just think they automatically get it. There are some restrictions in there. However, in regional Victoria, the first home owner grant is 20000 for new homes. But to qualify for these grants, a contract of sale date um, 
has to be set prior to the 30th of June 2020. Now, that used to happen, but I believe that's been extended now because of um, the situation that we're under. But um, touching in line with regional Victoria, I think there's been a big shift lately in the, into that marketplace, especially with people understanding that they can uh, work from home now. And for first home buyers especially, um, it's phenomenal opportunities um, and value in that area, like yourself in Ballarat, Jane. And Stav, do you find that that's a really important incentive for people that you are helping to buy their first home? Look, I think that's a really important one. And that's a good segue talking about that. We've just uh, opened uh, two offices in regional Victoria, in Warrigal and Druin. So it'd be great to get Peter Clark in to mm. discuss that. But I'm noticing a huge shift of people that aren't moving into state actually moving into regional Victoria. And we discussed that last week, the reasons why. You know, you can work from home now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've got people that work here at Croc Media that I know live up uh, towards, you know, Wood End and places like that. You don't have to be in the CBD. And the advantage is like 20000 Think about this. You get double the grant. And it's cheaper to buy in uh, regional Australia, in, in Victoria. So you get a, you, a double bonus. So I think that's a great one. Now, tell us, Anthony, about the exemption on stamp duty. All right. So this is, this is probably my favourite one for first-time buyers looking <laughs> under 600000 You're laughing, but I'll tell you why. I've just if never heard anyone, you know, stamp duty excitement doesn't usually go hand in hand. But <laughs> well, I'll tell you why, because it's $0 if it's less than 600000 You okay. pay zero stamp duty. And that that's an unbelievable carrot to be dangled and to, and to not be looked at. If you um, Now, that obviously depends on where you're looking at buying. So, you know, uh, in Blackburn and some areas, 600000 might get you a two-bedroom unit, but you've got to understand that you're not going to be paying stamp duty on that at all. A six, under 600000 is zero dollars. And that's, you know, in the scheme of things, that's nearly $30,000. Mm-hmm. Now, there are other concessions for properties and they are tiered between 600000 but not greater than seven fifty. So you might have some savings there on a sliding scale as such. But um, under 600000 I mean, you know, I bought my house. Unfortunately, this wasn't in there. And, um, you know, I paid uh, over 20000 in stamp duty. And, you know, that, that's, that's a car, a holiday. That, that money in my pocket, pay off my mortgage quicker. There's a lot of things there. So out of the four um, that we're going to chat about, <laughs> that's probably my favourite um, option. Can, can I just ask you something, Anthony? Now, because I can just hear everyone that's listening to this right now, does this apply to all properties? How about units, apartments, uh, houses? Like, does it is a, a certain size land? Does it apply to all properties? All properties, as long as it's going to be the one that you're living in, and it's going to be your first home, um, because it's still a place that's uh, effectively a roof over your head, stab. So um, it is for any property. Can be a unit, can be an apartment, can be a family home in. Uh, country Victoria. It, it does not matter as long as it is, it is your first um, principal place of residence. Now, one I wasn't really aware of, Anthony, is the first home super saver scheme, catchy. Uh, we've heard a lot of discussion about people accessing their super early during COVID. There's e- economists saying that, look, we're going to have to really keep a close eye on this. But I had no idea if you sort of plan ahead and start making voluntary contributions that you can actually kind of use that to your advantage when you're buying your first home. So so this is out of the four, this is probably the smartest one. So it's more of a long game and you can start doing this as soon as you get a job, really. You can be 14, 15 um, or 16 years old and be working at Macca's. And if you want to, you can still be putting some of your um, pay to your super. And the purpose of this is the long game, which is fantastic. It's quite a smart option. What you do is you put, put some money aside or add it to your super where it's earning some good interest. That's the first and foremost thing. And then once you get up to 15,000, 
uh, per financial year. That's the catch. It's got to be per financial year. You can withdraw these amounts to help you use as a deposit for your first home. Now, the maximum you can use is 30,000 for individuals and 60,000 for couples. So, for example, my wife and I, you know, we've been working for some time. I've put 10,000 in there. She's put in 15,000 over that time extra. So this is not withdrawing from your super. This is extra contributions we've put in over the years. We can withdraw that 25,000, her 15 and my 10, and use that towards our deposit to purchase our first home. Wow. So it really is, like you say, a little bit more of a long game. But if people are now going, well, hey, we've got to make the next five, 10 years of our lives count after this disruption, why not investigate all of those options? Have you got sort of one piece of advice for first home buyers in this market at the moment, Anthony, just to give themselves an advantage? We've talked about on the show before, you know, Stav always saying, get your ducks in a row, mm. make sure you've got all your paperwork together. Is, is it kind of similar when it comes to first home buyers? Most definitely. I think the biggest issue first home buyers have, um, and it's it's not a flaw, but it is um, it is something that probably hasn't been guided or mentioned to them, is to speak to a broker or, or the bank about um, your borrowing capacity. Um, the purpose of this is it, it gets the process going in regards to what you can purchase. Now, doing the homework and understanding the, the four um, you know possible exemptions or, or um, available um, first home owner options out there is great. But also starting the ball um, rolling by speaking to your broker about what you're going to need or what you require to, to get a pre-approval maybe. And then this one takes time, but it's fantastic, is you have to do your homework. Do some research. Don't find a property that you love and just want to buy it. Maybe say, hold on, is that the best, you know, can I use, is that under 600000 so I've got my full stamp duty exemption? Or, um, you know, it's better to use the first time owner grant of 10000 on this because it's going to be 800000 But then you go to the bank and they said you can't borrow that. So I'd speak to the bank first get or a broker and get, get all your, you know, like Stav says, ducks in a row. And, um, and then when you're ready, do some homework and, and, and look at which option's perfect for you. Stav, anything else to add for Look, first home buyers? The only advice I can add to that, because that was very sound advice from, from Anthony, once you've got all your ducks in a row, while you, once you've spoken to your, your, your sphere of influence, let's call it that, whether it's your banks, your solicitors, your conveyances, once you've done that, don't procrastinate. You know, if you like it, put a ring on it. And I always say that, if you like it, put a ring on it, because if you wait, um, you'll miss out. Uh, and you'll be that person, you'll be that young man who's now old, sitting on the park bench, waiting for the right deal to come along. And yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I can say is I see too many people get all their ducks in a row, Anthony, and then yeah. they procrastinate and they miss out. Yeah. And what I meant by doing the homework, to, to reiterate, like Stav was saying, is to be ready to act. Don't 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 look at all the properties and then go, okay, I don't want it. If, if, it, if you've done all the homework and it, it makes sense, um, unfortunately for first home buyers, and I can attest to this, and I'm sure Stav can as well, unfortunately on the downside of first home buyers, you see a lot of them miss out on opportunities. And sometimes it's oh, I wish I did that, or they're happy with their purchase, but they've probably learnt after missing out on three, four, maybe five properties that, okay, this is how I've got to buy a property, where, you know, sometimes, like Stav says, if you see a ring, put, uh, if you see a finger, put a, what is it, Stav? If I you like it, if, no, you're, if you you're, like you're it, singing the Beyonce song, you're singing something else, I'm saying, if you <laughs> sorry, like it, you sorry. put a ring on it. Is it Beyonce, Jane? <laughs> it is? Okay. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, more act now, don't, don't procrastinate. Uh, I've never heard of someone that's purchased a property that's been unhappy. 
Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, you don't Mm. want to be in that sort of bracket, do you? Hey, before we uh, wrap things up today, guys, I've got a little good news story. I've been uh, getting a lot of real estate. I'm sure since I've started doing this show, getting a lot of real estate stories popping up in my social media feed. This one comes from the Daily Telegraph, written by Adrian Aidan Devine. And this is the headline, guys. Auctions, seller uncomfortable with huge price for house, pledges charity donation. Number one, have you ever heard of anyone, Anthony, who has been uncomfortable with making an incredible price at auction? <laughs> Never. I wish I had. Never. I have. We have... Um dealt with a client where the money's gone to a charity, but they've never been uncomfortable about it. Um, Look, this was a family in Sydney who had uh, basically decided they were going to sell up in in Sydney. They put their house on the market with no reserve. The offer meant that theoretically they could sell for just a dollar if it was the only bid place. Stav, have you ever had an auction with no reserve? No, no, I have not. Um, I've had charity auctions, uh, but not with houses, uh, with no reserves. But, um, yeah, I think this one would have gone the other way. So they basically got people to write to them as first home buyers and mm. say, look, this is why we would love to get into this market and give them all the emotional reasons. They were kind of inundated with people. And then at least 65 bidders rocked up on the uh, Saturday to register for the auction. First bid was 20 bucks. Second bid was 50 Third bid was $1 million. They made $1.871 million of the highest prices recorded in the Epping area over the recent months. And the families decided with the windfall, they're going to make a charitable donation. So it's nice to hear, isn't it, Anthony? But very surprising in real estate terms that anyone would be uncomfortable with that hammer falling on a really great price. It's a good feel story in regards to uh, the, the end result. It, it, I'd be nervous. If I was that owner, I would be nervous. However, uh, you know, I've done an auction where the opening bin's been a dollar, second bid's been 10, and the next has been 600000 Not quite as high as this, but that did have a reserve on it. Um, it, it makes a great one, headline, doesn't it? It's oh, it it's, definitely does. Yeah. And can you – I'm sure Stav can agree. I would imagine how many people would have been in attendance at something mm. like that would be phenomenal. Well, it sells newspapers, great headline, but what, what it's actually done, it's attracted a lot more lookers, a lot more lookers mm-hmm. attracts a lot more buyers, a lot more buyers attracts a lot more bidders, and then mm-hmm. that creates competition. As, as we say, uh, Anthony, you know what breaks records in the pool? Competition. <laughs> yeah, So this is, this is true. Okay, so we're not advising that you go out and hold an auction with no reserve unless you are donating to charity, but yeah. uh, great to hear that as well. Uh, speaking of charity staff, before we go, you have been in, involved in a little charity project, which is actually quite heartwarming. Yeah, so um, back back in March, before we went into lockdown, we did a, a fundraising night to, to raise money for Nick Dimos, who um, he's, he's going over to Russia because they've got treatment in Russia for MS uh, and it's got an 80% um, success rate, which is phenomenal. Uh, and Nick is part of the Greek community of uh, Oakley and Melbourne. So he's got a huge circle of um, influence. But there is another gentleman who's in Adelaide at the moment uh, that doesn't have such a big influence. And Nick Demos has now pledged, you know, the ones that are able to need to help the ones that aren't able to. Mm. So he's helping uh, Dimitri over in um, in Adelaide on a fundraising night. So on the 12th of September, we're doing the very first the only one that I've heard of, which is a virtual fundraising night, 
Um, and uh, we've got Rip and Lee uh, caterers are involved and they're delivering, you know, anything from food across to cocktails and everything. So my wife was number one on the list and got it all delivered. Um, and a lot of restaurants are doing that, like Mr Miyagi and a lot of other restaurants are yeah. doing this sort of thing. And all funds that are being raised are going to this um, Russian um, you know, help and um, cause. Getting so, yeah. getting their medical treatment yeah. where they need it, which is obviously yeah. going to be really expensive. So yeah. good to hear. I love the idea that you can dress up for a fundraiser on Zoom mm. and you can still wear your Ugg boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anthony, what are you looking to looking forward to most in the next uh, couple of months? Lockdown ending, what's the first thing you're going to be doing? Uh, I'm going to maybe lock myself in the office. I've missed it. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever say that, but I've actually missed it. Um, look, uh I'm going to be uh, obviously communicating with the, throughout the group, uh, the O'Brien Network, which we do anyway via Zoom. But I think that human element has been missing, and that's going to be fantastic. Uh, looking forward to my kids going back to school and a bit of life going back to normality. Um, I think that's going to be really important. But uh, I, I'm optimist. You know, two and a half weeks is not a lot of time. So, you know, we're almost there. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on Under the Hammer. And, of course, nothing like beautiful spring in the little neck of the woods that you work in around the Blackburn area for O'Brien Real Estate. That's Anthony Molinaro. Anthony, we're going to put your uh, email, if that's okay, in the show notes to this episode. So if people want to get in touch, they can uh, get hold of you in person. And, Stav, your details are going to be there as well. If you've heard anything on the show today, you want to get in touch with the team at O'Brien's or, of course, at Direct Connect just head to the show notes. Anthony, thank you so much for being our guest. I appreciate your time and thank you so much. And Stav, all the best for the week ahead and we look forward to catching you next week on Under the Hammer. We're going to have a a guest or two from the REIV next week. Can you just kind of give us a quick thumbnail on what they do? Well, you know what? Anthony is very involved with the REIV, so we're going to have Gil or maybe Leah. I'm not sure which one of the two is coming on. Um, or both. We're trying to get both. Both. That'd be great. <laughs> and look, if anyone can do it, Anthony can actually organise it because he's uh, very involved. So the REIV is is our industry, you could say, um, what would you say, Anthony? Industry body. Body. There you go. Yeah. So Great. Well, look forward to hearing uh, more about that next week. And if you've got questions, you could always shoot them through to the boys, their emails in the show notes. Uh, Staff Company Director for O'Brien Real Estate, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward uh, to speaking to you next week. And I am Jane Neal. Thanks for joining us. You can always share this episode with a friend or a family member, perhaps a first home buyer who needs some inspiration. And we are doing it all thanks to Direct Connect. Call them to make moving easy for you. If you're an agent, especially, you've heard Stav, you've heard Anthony saying how much it helps them out. Give them a call on 1300 664 715. And we'll talk to you next week on Under the Hammer. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. If you enjoyed Under the Hammer, then check out the other podcasts in the Red Energy Lifestyle Series. For the foodie, enjoy Tuesday with Ash Pollard. Really, the people around here truly lived farm to table. And so that's kind of how I've been cooking. And I know it's trendy now, but it was necessity back then. Moving house, call local energy retailer Red Energy. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer, part of Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series. Available on your favourite podcast platform and the SEN app.